This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, Brian, it is now time for our favorite part of the show. It is the listener mailbag. Before we get into that, though, one more time, I need to tell you guys about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star, Boomer Jacks. And I keep telling you guys about Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Those are important days. Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. So whatever your fancy is on the wing front, Boomer Jacks has a deal for you. But if you're not a wing person at all, they still have great deals for you other days of the week. They've got $3 drink specials, $15 buckets of beer, wall-to-wall TVs, live music, whatever atmosphere you're looking for, Boomer Jacks has the environment for you. You're just looking for a place to have dinner with the family, a nice aesthetic, everything else. Boomer Jacks is a spot. If you're looking for a great happy hour location for you and the coworkers to have some drinks, Boomer Jacks is a spot. If you're just looking for a place to go watch the game, follow your fantasy team, you know, watch the game with a buddy, have a fun rivalry, whatever else. Boomer Jacks is the spot. And there are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right. We got just a little bit of time for a brief mailbag. Now I went too long on, on that second half there, Brian. I was, I was just lost in a trance of the things you're saying. So I had to, I had to go along. Uh, first question here in the Dean Julia love the star mailbag. Uh, KMS 22. How do you think the active slash inactives on D will work in this game? Similar to Tampa Bay, or could you see Wright or Gallimore or Bohanna on the game day roster Sunday? Uh, I think that the reason why you saw Gallimore and Bohanna inactive in part, uh, I mean, other than just the, the bodies and everything else, is I, I don't think the Cowboys were worried about Tampa running the ball. I don't think so either, yeah. I think they felt like they could stop them. So with San Francisco's ability to run the ball – I definitely think you could see one of those guys active. I don't know about Wright. It just kind of depends on Dan Quinn's played the secondary rotation kind of close to the best. It depends on how he wants to mix and match it. But I absolutely think one, I, I would absolutely expect Gallimore to be active. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I think that I think Gallimore would be the guy, even though they were, uh, we've, we've kind of, we're hearing all year long. They were a little bit disappointed in him. But, you know, he, at times he's played very well, and then other times he's disappeared. Bohanna, a lot of the same things that we were just talking about. I, you know, I, I kind of wonder how they're going to handle uh, Xavier Rhodes uh, in this game. I think Xavier Rhodes, to me, would be a guy that I might consider playing if you got into the red zone. You know what I'm saying? I would consider maybe because – I think the shorter the area, the shorter the field, it limits how far he has to run. So I, you know, if you get in some tight situations, I would think that maybe the, we would see Xavier Rhodes. But on the other side, Bland, you know, with uh, and then and then Izzy as being those guys. I think Izzy deserves the opportunity uh, to to play in this football game. He showed up very well last week. Next question from uh, Mario, one of our loyal listeners. 
what's your best strategy slash matchup at slowing Debo Samuel? I'd like to see Donovan Wilson, one of our surest tacklers, follow him around the formation. It's it's very difficult. It's it's like how teams try to plan for Micah Parsons. Yeah, you put him anywhere. It's really tough to game plan. I don't know that you can just say follow Debo yeah. Samuel. Yeah, uh, it's just it's it's really difficult. But Brian, what do you what would your approach be with uh, trying to slow down Debo? Bobby, I'm kind of one of these guys that I think I would just go ahead and play left and right corners. I don't know about traveling. You know, uh, the 49ers are going to try and make you adjust to their formations. And I mean, adjust in a way when they put check out as a wide receiver, when they put McCaffrey out as a wide receiver, when they move Debo Samuel into the box. I don't think you could get into that mode of like traveling with guys then all of a sudden they bring Debo Samuel in as a running back, and now you've got, say you got Diggs playing in the box or near the box and having to deal with the run. So if I'm if I'm Dan Quinn, I'm playing left and right corners, and I'm matching it that way. I'm not letting them take Van Der Esch out of the box. I'm not letting them take Wilson out of the box. You know, I mean, there's some things by alignment that you can do. Now, if they start wearing you out, because you don't match well enough, uh, you know. I think this is going to be a lot of mixing and matching myself, uh, but I think it's going to be a left and right, and go from there. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Next question here from Bablis. Tell me why this offensive line will fare better than last year's offensive line, considering the injuries. Is the addition of Tyler Smith that transformative? Well, so in last year's game... Uh, Connor Williams was bad. Connor, Yeah, Connor Williams was bad, and he was at left guard. Tyron was at left tackle. Tyler or uh, Lyle Collins was at right tackle. So you're talking about three positions being different this year, even though uh, it's just two players that are different. But they looked good last week. And I get Tampa Bay does not have the same uh, defensive line that San Francisco has and the ability to uh, cause problems for you there. But uh, I do think that this offensive line is in a better spot in terms of their physicality and their matchups and everything else to do a better job slowing San Francisco than they were in a position to do last year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's going to be tough, but you just mentioned, you know, they had uh, Connor Williams had several penalties in the game. It was Mike McCarthy even brought it up. It was a weird game because of the down and distance stuff. You know, it goes back to Bill Benovich being your official, you know, if the Cowboys are allowed to hold, if the 49ers are allowed to hold, this game could have a pretty high score, you know, and I, I kind of feel like though Tyler Smith has done a really, really nice job for him to play left guard and left tackle in that game and really not miss a beat. I, yeah. I think that says a lot about the kid. Question from Ryan Zamboni. Uh, why did Damone Clark get zero snaps last week? Last week, would you rather bar or Clark get those snaps versus San Francisco bar uh, Clark, as you have talked about, Brian, there are times he still just looks kind of lost. Yeah, I felt I felt like with with Leighton Vanderesh back in the lineup that would help him, 
but he he didn't get any snaps. It was really, you know, and, and if the 49ers, again, all this movement and ball to the outside and perimeter runs and stuff like that, you know, Clark, I mean, Clark or Barr, who do you trust? That's so what, I, I, I here, mean, Clark, yeah. Clark can run. Barr's more savvy and, you know, and can see things faster, but can he that, close the ground? That's that, that's your that's issue. A, that's exactly the question. What do you want? Do you want somebody who sees it better and maybe doesn't have the athleticism to get there anymore? Or do you want the guy who is not seeing it well at all, but has the athleticism to potentially catch up? It's with Van Der Esch in there. I think I'd probably prefer Clark. Yeah. That's what I think I'd prefer. I and just hope that Layton can do a lot to help, yeah. help him and, and, and direct him. But I think that the ability of Clark, we've seen a couple different times this year, even though Clark's been out of position, We've seen Clark make some really impressive, like, chase down plays. Yeah. Like, he, he's an incredible athlete. Right. And I think that, you know, you talking about Christian McCaffrey can score from 80 at any given moment. Yeah. I think I'd like that speed on the field rather than Anthony Barr. But, yeah. you know, that's just me. That does it for us here on the Love the Star podcast. We will uh, hopefully talk to you again on Monday after a Cowboys victory uh, and the first NFC championship berth. Since uh, since Brian's days in the NFL, all the way back in January 1996, it has been been a long time. The Cowboys are very, very close, and they've got a real shot. Uh, but regardless, even if the season ends over the weekend, we will still be with you guys throughout the offseason. Uh, but fingers crossed. And until Monday, we will talk to you. What's up, Brian? Hit no, me with said, I've already looked about 80 players. So yeah, you're to- you're way deep already on the draft. I'm trying. I'm, trying. I'm doing my best. Whether the season ends or not, we got stuff to talk about. Plenty of it, you guys. Uh, until Monday, we'll talk to you guys again later.